0: Over the NRA was declared unconstitutional. <laughs> Turn left
1: go straight. The free honey is anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Turn right, straight. Well there you go. What a what a
0: sincere apology. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um welcome to eight minutes on high. Today is March twenty third, twenty thirteen. And I'm Max. And I'm Zach. And Zach, I want to start today's show with an apology. Oh, well, good. What? (laughs) I want to apologize to Senator Ted Cruz of Texas. I kind of went off on him a little bit last week. And while I think his politics are abominable, and I think his style is mccarthyistic i would like our discussion to be just a little bit more intellectual than i was last week <laughs> so you damn near killed me <laughs> <laughs> you, you almost choked on your own coffee i know. There. Uh, well so here's a glass of cranberry bog for you, Senator Ted Cruz, with my sincere apology and hopes that you also behave better in the future. Well there
0: you go. What a what a sincere apology. <laughs> <laughs> Damning with faint praise comes to mind here.
1: <laughs> yes. Well I, I just don't think I I I kinda would like to be thought of as a an intelligent person. And you can't just swear at people and expect people to think that you have anything serious to say so yeah i I went off on ted cruz a little bit i i really do find his style this uh you know when did you stop beating your wife style of questioning to be wholly unacceptable and mccarthyistic and uh anyway i apologize and i guess i've done that well like i said he's on my list Uh uh-huh um what's on your list for things to talk about tonight well
0: we have not talked about science for weeks
1: science <laughs> so and uh, i go ahead no go ahead well i was just uh, i'm laughing because uh, you've heard me talk about my favorite podcast to listen to which is total talk nonsense mm-hmm. and and scott's thing that he always says is science john science
0: <laughs> well
1: there you go so, well i just wanted to
0: mention you know my, my favorite space probe is right um, it is Voyager. Right. So there was Voyager news this week, although it's, it's kind of a, a downer and an upper at the same time here. They, they thought maybe Voyager had left the solar system, but now they're not sure. So it
1: was kind of like, uh, uh. <laughs> wow, that's interesting. Of course, it's weird because it's kind of 1960s technology working with, you know, 2013's technology but you would think they would know more precisely where
0: it is well basically that's why you send things out there uh, and i believe uh and i could be wrong but i'm pretty sure i'm not is that it isn't like a straight line you're in the solar system you're out of the solar system it's the influence of the solar wind the magnetic sphere from the sun all these things make up when are we out of the solar system and they're getting really close but
1: you mean there's there's not like a Department of Susquehanna Valley Public Works that's out there with a, little a truck painting stripes, <laughs> leaving
0: the solar system. No. <laughs> that's right. No, uh, that would be useful, I think, for us to know. But no, no. So anyhow, oh, it's right. it's almost out of the solar system.
1: Now is that the heliopause? Am I right with yeah, you calling? Yeah,
0: heliopause, that? heliosphere. They're calling this the heliocliff. Try and figure <laughs> when when it actually leaves. But and they're interested to see what they find.
1: Who knows? And right now is when I wish I knew the name of the guy and you know who I'm talking about. The member of the House of Representatives who is the chairman of the House Science Committee and a medical doctor who doesn't believe in evolution. And perfect person for the science committee. Right, and they they put these people on there. It's it's like when the Republicans passed the Clean Water Bill and you know reduced water safety standards. It's it's all this uh, mislabeling and trees pollute, you know. Right, and ketchup is a vegetable. Yep. <laughs> you know, this is another thing that's bugging me lately. Uh, there seems to have been a generally accepted theory that Reagan was a good president and that his economic policies are correct. And the truth is his economic policies are not correct. You cannot cut taxes to economic growth. You could to some degree get a benefit from it back in 1980 when taxes on the wealthy were 90%. There's something to be said for that. But the other thing that Reagan gets credit for, and it's part of the trauma of America today, is he said government is the problem. And in fact, government is us. To me, I would rather look at government the way that Abraham Lincoln looked at it, of the people, by the people, and for the people, rather than Government is the problem, and I I want to speak out against Reagan. He's the guy who created an illegal war in Central America, and it's time we stopped singing his praises.
0: Well, I don't know that you want to uh, make them that mad, do you?
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I want to stand up and challenge almost everything that happened in the Reagan administration, particularly since he raised taxes, he increased the budget deficit. He increased the national debt. He did all these things that people cheer him for not doing. And, and in fact, the Reagan legacy is incorrect as most people perceive it. And it's no wonder that there's this small but tenacious group of crazy people that and redistricting that's destroying the, the Congress. One more little bit and then I'll, I'll stop ranting because it, it's – got to be more than just me ranting. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I could rant about Mr. Reagan, but I don't know
0: that I have all the facts that I'd like to have at my fingertips.
1: Well, I I don't because this was kind of a spontaneous show. But Paul Ryan presented his budget this week, Mm -hmm. and uh, I heard one guy on Bill Maher's show saying it was way, 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 way far to the right, and it is because the first thing he he did was try to get rid of obamacare. Well, that
0: that I I just had to have a chuckle like you can't be seriously trying to negotiate a budget where the first thing you put in is to remove the signature legislation of the opposing party.
1: Especially since that party's been reelected and the law has been affirmed by the supreme court. Get the fuck over it.
0: Well, th- that seems to be I don't know a characteristic of that group of people that they won't get over it,
1: right? And it's it's hurting America. And then they say we need to cut taxes on the rich people. We need to stop feeding the poor as much as we're feeding them. It's not only absurd; it's it's morally wrong. It's highly impractical, and they need to they need to get over it. And
0: none of us know how obamacare is going to play out at this point i mean well, I we're think lo- that's a really good point we're, we're looking at two partisan sides according to one it is going to totally destroy the united states as we know it and if you look at the other it's the best thing since sliced cheese so right. somewhere in the middle probably is where we're at but what i do know is that there's a healthcare problem in the United States. It needs to be addressed, and somebody tried to address it.
1: Well, right, it is. The other thing is there is a demographic problem in the United States, and really neither party has sufficiently tried to address it, and that's the bigger problem. Yours and my generation is a bulge in the vein of the growth stream of America and you know we're we're a little thrombosis that needs to be dealt with it all and all goes back to world war 2 it does and and i've often thought if i went back to school uh, for my masters in history that my thesis might be somehow trying to make the obvious point that history is a flow and we i think a lot of people who get degrees in history look at specific time periods and specific eras. If you look at say Bismarck and how he set up World War 1 and how World War 1 set up first the Great Depression and then World War 2 and how World War 2 in a very real way when you think about the case of Israel has set up you know the next sequence um there's a flow to the whole thing, and nobody seems to want to take the long look and try to have a, a strategic – well, I shouldn't say that because there was the Center for the New American Century that said that strategically what we need to do is start extending American power now that the Soviet Union has declined. And those people became the staff of George W. Bush and got us the Iraq War.
0: Which has uh, just had its 10th uh, year anniversary, right, approximately? Right,
1: right. I watched some of that show, Hubris. I think it's it's important. I think that the Democratic Party failed to do what the Republicans would have done. If you think about Clinton and the blowjob and the impeachment, and then you compare how the Republicans let – or how the Democrats once – uh, Obama got in office. Obama had his complete control of the Congress, you know, by numbers, and did not have any congressional investigations. They went after no one. Dick Cheney is standing up there saying how the Democrats are wrong, when really Dick Cheney should have been charged with war crimes, and Bush should have been charged with war crimes. And they lied to the American people. If you watch Hubris, the whole yellow cake stuff Valerie plame is an atrocity the way they treated her the whole thing was selling dick cheney quoting a new york times article about classified documentation that his office released that got in the new york times and then he said well i can't i can't, I can't talk quote about that con-
0: you know a quote right. uh, classified stuff but you could read the new york times
1: <laughs> exactly and i'm like mm-hmm. you know it was a mess. Master- it, it was an alley. You're right. It was a master manipulation. Condoleezza Rice with her mushroom cloud stuff. They simply lied about uh, Mohammed Ada in Turkey. You right. know, meeting with Saddam Hussein's people.
0: But why, why? Why are we surprised? The Gulf Gulf of Tompkin is within our lifetime.
1: Right. And we know well, that was a lie. And that gets. To and that cost us
0: 58,000 American lives. Right.
1: Right. So yeah, what I'm I was saying is
0: I, I wish we could learn from it, but we don't.
1: And that, that goes back to my larger point about the flow of history and, and how we don't learn from history. In fact, there's, there's some historical uh, thesis, some historian's thesis somewhere on a bookshelf in a library that says that we have a war every 20 years because that's how long it takes for to raise a generation of people who don't remember the last war. Mm. Right, and that's the right. other point. That the American voters are voting for things that favor the wealthy Americans and vote in favor of corporations and rich people and vote against their own self-interest. Well, we
0: vote every week at Walmart against uh, making things in the United States. And, then we'll... and I don't
1: do that, and and I tell everybody – don't go to Walmart. Don't buy that shit from China.
0: I guarantee you that computer that's running your internet internet right now wasn't made in the United States.
1: Even if it's a Hewlett Packard. Yeah. Yeah. Look at the components that are in it. It's got an Advanced Micro Devices CPU. And see
0: where they where they manufactured it.
1: Well, I'm sure some of them are made offshore, but some of them are made in El Salvador, which maybe that doesn't matter. Whatever. <laughs> which uh well I have popular. a
0: Samsung I bet you that wasn't made here.
1: <laughs> you think? I don't think so. No, but Don once said we don't even make a fucking television in this country anymore. No. So
0: so what do you do with this? I don't understand the the whole global economy and stuff, but like and as I said people have voted with their pocketbooks. The uh I remember a movie I was seeing about uh Sheila was moving some um call center to uh India, it was a pretty funny movie. Uh, no, don't remember. But
1: no, no, I, I, I'm grinding my teeth because our call center just moved to Kuala Lumpur. Oh,
0: well, that was moving it there wasn't funny, but this one scene was funny where they, uh, they have a policy uh, be, because people would call in and be mad that they're getting people with foreign accents selling them the stuff. Right. Right. And uh, the person got on and said, well, I'm really sorry, but we have an all-made-in-USA alternative. And they go, okay, good. Yeah. And they say, well, I'll set you up for that. Now that will be $325. Okay. And he goes, but the, you advertise 120 or or 110 whatever it was. He says, well, yeah, that's for ours. But if you want the all-American-made one, here you go. Right. And he goes, well, never mind.
1: I'll right. take
0: the other one. And that's what I mean about voting with your
1: dollars. Right. But I've also heard that an iPhone would cost $60 more if it were made entirely in the United States. And I think if that were an option, an actual legitimate option, a lot of people would buy the American Wasn't one.
0: Wasn't there uh, something like that done during the Great Depression? Uh,
1: only only manufactured in America?
0: Yeah, the Buy American label thing.
1: Um, Pretty sure there was. Uh, it might, might have been. Um, And and actually, what causes... Oh, well, that wasn't the the Great Depression. That was the 1970s. Was it? Anyhow, I'll look it up. (laughs) During the Great Depression. Yeah, that song, you and I used to see it on television commercials when we were watching TV when we were kids. One of the things that we did during the Great Depression, which helped to cause the next world war was an economic uh, constriction on Germany and economic punishment for having caused the First World War. And that's what I was saying before about how one war causes another and how we don't notice the links between the sections of time that we study. But yes, look for the yeah. Union label <laughs> when you are buying that... Uh... Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> And and textiles, particularly in Massachusetts and in South Carolina, were were a huge industry, and now they're oh, no, no.
0: I mean the uh, the uh, the north the northeast's uh, textile, and uh, they used to make a lot of shoes, as I recall, too, in the northeast. Yes, <laughs>
1: yes they did.
0: And that's that's all moved overseas uh, to a large extent. Right.
1: Right. And and that's because of wage pressures. Mm-hmm. And, and this is where Ross Perot would say, and I don't necessarily disagree with him, and I know all of the smart economists would probably tell me I'm an idiot, and I'm even willing to listen to the smart economists. But a little bit of a trade barrier, a little tariff, seems like it could have helped protect the manufacturing jobs that were keeping the poor people in this country from going down the chute.
0: Well, then why don't we train them for something that they that does exist here? I don't know, auto mechanic, uh, that type of stuff.
1: But, right, but that's service, and I'm talking manufacturing. Uh, okay. I want to build stuff. I want to make televisions in the United States. I want to make shoes in the United States. I want to make T-shirts in the United States again, and, and I'm not hearing that. At all as a possibility, you know, maybe in 200 years when the world economy has leveled out and we are in a tremendous period of destabilization based on the fact that labor is incredibly cheap overseas. On that
0: note, I have a little list and I'm going to I'm going to surprise you. It's going to be a little different list to bring us towards more of a close than what I was talking about.
1: All right, that's fine. We're it's time for us to uh, hit the end of this show.
0: So I'm changing, changing what I was going to do, and I'm going to do this one here. Okay, great. Uh, top ten, New Deal programs since we were talking about the Depression.
1: All right, let's do it.
0: And see how many of these you know. Uh okay. and and I don't think they're in any particular order, but the
1: w- number one one is the Civilian Conservation Corps. Uh, one of The things that I talk about all the time. People say, oh, the government can't create jobs. And I tell them, in the 1930s, the government gave you a paycheck and said, make a trail in this national park. Responsible for building many public works and parks across the nation. Don't tell me that the government can't make a job. So
0: here's something that low-skilled workers could do that the government could make a job for.
1: And by the way, during this sequester, less open national parks. Yes, I was mentioning that earlier. Uh, let's see, this one,
0: Civil Works Administration. Civil Works Administration create jobs for unemployed. Its focus was on high-paying jobs in the construction areas. Uh, da, 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 da. And that one I don't think we still have. Not. No, but I we. wonder if they weren't involved in the Hoover Dam. I would think that they were, yes. Construction jobs. Right. Uh, this one you might have heard of the f h a was created as part
1: of the New deal. the free honeys anywhere yeah. <laughs> no try again like, no. the federal uh, housing
0: administration
1: oh uh, yeah that that one <laughs> I like the other idea better. I think that should be a government program now i don
0: 't know how well they 've done on their Designation to regulate mortg- mortgages and the housing conditions, but
1: well, I think until we got into Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, they were great. Yeah, but there's there is a, that's a very complicated topic, and we can't get into it now. <laughs> but there is there is a problem with pseudo government backed mortgages.
0: There was the uh, Federal Security Agency; it was a, uh, abolished in 1953. But at that up until 53, it administered the Social Security program. Federal Education Funding in the Food and Drug Safety. Uh, hmm. That's interesting. I hadn't heard of that one. Number five, the Home Owners Loan Corporation, which uh, actually was kind of like a precursor to Freddie Mae, Fannie Mac, or whatever it is. Freddie Mac or
1: Fannie Mae, yeah. Yeah, I think that one got us into some trouble uh, about 50 years later, but uh, at the time was a benefit i
0: don't I don't think this one lasted that long okay uh but it was it was because everybody was getting their houses foreclosed on in the uh great Depression
1: right, and the government came in and guaranteed mortgages yep. the and the the problem with Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac is that while they were actually public corporations, it was understood nudge nudge wink wink that the government would back those mortgages Mm -hmm. if they were flawed, and that's how we got 20% of our mortgages to be, quote-unquote, subprime.
0: Let's see. The National
1: Recovery Act, this sounds like a stimulus. (laughs) Well, I've I've heard that term. I I can't define the National Recovery Act.
0: Let's see. uh, National Recovery Act was designed to bring interests of working-class Americans and businesses together. Mm. Uh, through hearings in intervent, government intervention, the hope was to balance out the needs of all involved in the economy. However, the NRA was declared unconstitutional.
1: <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? Uh,
0: in the landmark Supreme Court case, Schuster Postry Corporation versus the U.S.
1: And, and does that have anything to do with the switch in time that saved the nine? I,
0: <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Uh, but anyhow, that one was unconstitutional. You couldn't do that, whatever it was. This one might have been the one that uh, – Oh, it, it it was created to provide economic stimulus and jobs during the Great Depression. So that's kind of like the stimulus.
1: Right. I've heard people say that that's a Keynesian solution, and the problem was that they stopped being Keynesian too soon. And by the way, at this point, I, w- I wanted to say what a great, great idea it is. For, from Obama that we raise the minimum wage to $9 an oh, hour. Oh, yeah,
0: I think so. I think that, that's good. It's it's money that uh, is going to go into the people's pockets. They'll spend it right away, and uh, it it makes
1: you exactly. – f- And the this,
0: alternative is to get assistance. and
1: Right, this is so and much this, better. Is, this is my entire point about Reagan. I'm going to get back to it just for a second. Money trickles up. The idea of a supply-side economics is stupid. It's – capitalism is demand-driven. People sell shit because people want to buy it. And if you put money in the hands of the poor people, they will buy shit. It's demand. Money trickles up. Well, and rising tide floats all boats. That's right. And guess where that money, that stimulus money, that $9 an hour is going to stop moving? Uh, In the the banks of the rich people. There you go. Go ahead. Number eight, uh,
0: Social Security Act.
1: Yeah, generally popular. Generally
0: popular. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see. Uh, However, in
1: recent years, concerns
0: have arisen about the viability of continuing to fund the program as the baby boom generation reaches retirement age.
1: And, And Social Security, the baby boomers, this was all knowable. If if there ends up being a problem with Social Security, it's entirely because the government failed to act to make some adjustments ahead of time. It was actually under Bill Clinton. They did do some fixes, Mm -hmm. and Social Security was saved for a while. I think actually it's still solvent to like 2034. Mm -hmm. That's with
0: no reduction in any benefits.
1: Right, and and to me the obvious answer, and I've heard this from I don't know how many people, and I think it's true, is you push back the retirement age for two years, and it's solvent forever. Well, there's
0: another. There's if we want to talk social security, um, yeah, you can do the you can do the uh, increasing the uh, retirement age. You could also slowly move up the cap. Yes, uh, that's the another spending, thing. The
1: contributing cap. Right.
0: I think it's one of the most successful government programs they've ever had the uh, the amount
1: of uh
0: poverty in the elderly has been significantly improved or i I guess that might be a bad reduced reduced uh by this act now it's not a living way you know it's not going to make you you know be able to visit the five-star restaurants but it's going to give you some dignity and security
1: well, not everybody can live in Belvoca Vista anyway. <laughs> there you go. So whatever the name of that place was.
0: <laughs> yes, that's right. I remember that. Belvoca Vista. Belvoca Vista. But um, generally, I think it needs some minor tweaking with the, uh, sure the, the baby boom generation going through. But it doesn't need uh, the, a lot of people. Uh, you were talking about the unskilled labor. There's a uh, part of the population can't continue to do their job till they're sixty-five, sixty-seven. True. the the heavy lifting, labor intensive type jobs, and so right. keeping keeping the early retirement age at 62 probably is the the best way to go. Keep that at 62, and I was always I was always saying that you increase it one month every two
1: years for 24 years. And, yeah, uh, yeah, it's, it. it's it's calculable. It, it it it's not nefarious. It needs to be done. I believe it was you who was the first one that told me that. When they set the retirement age at 65, life expectancy was 65. You know, if you set the retirement age at 82 now, then there would be no problem with Social Security. No,
0: they'd be enjoying the budget surplus.
1: That's right. So you know, it's all doable. And and it, you know, if you ask Americans to recognize that we're we're living almost 20 years longer than we used to, you know, it's fine. We'll make an adjustment.
0: This one you've heard of, number nine, TVA, Tennessee Valley Authority.
1: Absolutely. Wiring up the Tennessee Valley and and, and the South in general, I think, Mm -hmm. um, for electricity. Put a a lot of jobs uh, into the rural South, connected them to radio and telephone as well as electricity.
0: Yep, and it's owned by a federally owned corporation to this very day.
1: Wow! Oh, and by the way, I, I was listening to Bill Maher just a little while ago, and he was saying, "By the way, Social Security is a socialist program." Oh yeah, <laughs> and everybody loves it. Uh, uh, yes, absolutely.
0: Uh, I was looking at number ten while you were saying that. Stuff. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, the WPA Work Pro- Progress Works Project Administration. Yeah, administration. Uh, created in '35, largest New Deal agency, provided jobs across the nation. Maybe that's because the other one got uh, turned down and said it was unconstitutional.
1: <laughs> Maybe, and I would like to hear – Ended in 1943. Hear, I would like to hear from any of our viewers. Uh, I have been doing a very small survey and taking some pictures for my blog, which is 8 Minutes on High. It doesn't necessarily have to do with this podcast, and you're not responsible for the content of it. But among the things the WPA did was they paid artists to paint murals in post offices on the walls. Oh, yeah, that's right. So all those great murals that you can still see are WPA projects, I believe. Hmm. And, and those are treasures. And people ought to go out to their post offices and take a look. It, it, you know, if you've got a post office that's 80 years old, go take a look and, and see. The government paid people to do what they did. If you were a shoemaker, I don't know, maybe they, they paid you to make shoes. But if you were an artist, they paid you to paint. And there is a fucking cool one that you wouldn't believe in Delhi, New York. Really? <laughs>
0: in Delhi? Yeah.
1: Yeah, this, this, these people on horseback, and it's a story of of a raid of some kind of uh, rebel organization, and there's guys with deer antlers on and guns on horseback, and it's just really outrageous. <laughs> and, you know, it's painted by the WPA, but these guys were artists who were paid by the government to make
0: art. Well, I remember the... Uh... Uh, what would you call it? A, not a pagoda. It's a well, the building that we had our uh, family reunion up in uh, uh, Trumansburg in the state park up there. Yeah. On the Finger Lakes was made uh, by one of the WPA programs there.
1: Right, right. They they also made trails and parks and built outhouses and things like that. And you know, it, it wasn't a handout. It was something that the government made that the people used. And and it was Roosevelt who you might consider a popular president, considering he was elected four times. Somebody liked the idea of using the government to help the people. Well, it was a pretty uh, uh, it was a pretty unusual time that that he
0: uh, it was. But I want
1: I want people to I want to end with this, and I know it's not a joke, and I like to end with a joke. But consider Reagan saying government is the problem, and consider Lincoln saying a government of the people. By the people and for the people well it's time to play the music then.
0: If you can grab a circle in your hands and twist it that's in.